This is the Small Business Growth School. If you have a mom and pop business that you'd like to grow, this podcast is for you. In it, I'm revealing everything I can to help you get more customers in the door, grow profits, and even autopilot your business so you can enjoy more time with family and friends. Thanks for listening. It means the world to me. So why do I specialize in working with small business owners, in particular small town businesses? And I thought it would be relevant to today's topic and also to just the entire podcast to go over this. So the reason why I work with those types of owners is a few reasons. The biggest is there is such a big need. There's so many small town business owners all over the U.S. and they get glossed over when the big focus nowadays with business education is about you know, how to start up that fancy new uh, software company in Silicon Valley or the newest 100% online business or you know, how to grow a large multi-million dollar corporate business that you can sell out you know, as you get older or just the focus on fancy, flashy businesses, uh, not the everyday businesses that people actually need and use. Examples, bookkeeping businesses, gyms, law offices, dental practices, pressure washing companies, plumbing businesses, photography businesses, car washes, boutiques, pizza places. <laughs> the list goes on. Um, so that's why I do this podcast, because I feel like these small town businesses get overlooked. But another reason is I actually live in a very small town, Google Montrose, Virginia. It's okay. I can wait. <laughs> It, once you guys have Googled Montrose, Virginia, it's, it's hard to get smaller than that. That's where I live. That's where I've raised my family. Um, and I have four businesses right in the town. It's filled with loads of farmers, beautiful fields lined with soybeans, two rivers that surround us, heaven on earth in my mind. And the people here I know personally, and I'm actually related to a lot of them, <laughs> which makes dating hard. <laughs> A joke I always say is, you know, I met my wife in West Virginia to play it safe. <laughs> but, yeah, there is another reason why I love um, helping small town business owners, because I know if I can help them grow, that they'll be able to help more of those great people in their communities. Many of them they know and are like family. So with all this said, running businesses in small towns and helping owners all over the U.S., um, I get a pretty good gauge of what's going on in our space. And today I'm going to go through six of the biggest threats that I have identified with small town business owners going into 2024. So it's not because I didn't want to choose this topic today because I wanted to be, you know, doom and gloom episode. Um, actually the opposite, um, because if you understand that the, what these threats are and how to avoid them, then you'll be able to grow your small business to that magical hundred to three. $100,000 to $300,000 after-tax profit range I always teach about. Um, that's where we want to get to as small town business owners um, and even step away from the day-to-day -day working of the business if you want. And also, if you know these threats and you can deal with them, you can serve your community for years to come because your business won't close down. That's a good thing. So let's get into that. So number one, lack of marketing skills. It's This is like a plague in small town businesses. There is no understanding of marketing. 
true marketing. And some of it is because there's not an insane amount of competition. So the bar is um, even lower. So the marketing is just bad. Like, for example, what I'll hear from a lot of clients that are looking to get help is, and, and you know, some of them that are not looking to get help and they're complaining about the fact that they, you know, can't pay their bills that month or they're going to have to close the businesses. They think they have a great marketing plan when they have printed out some business cards. They have a, a quick website on WordPress and they put a post or two, they put one post or two posts on Facebook. That is not marketing. That's dabbling. You need to have the correct skills first of where to market, and then you know, need to know how to market in those areas. Um, that's involving social media, forming partnerships, community outreach, old school methods, flyers, past customer marketing, etc. The list goes on. And then also, like we mentioned, how to sell to them or how to communicate to leads is creating good deals or good offers to where a, a person would be crazy to say no. You don't have to be the greatest salesman. If your offer for your business is insane, if it's if it's insane to say no to it, if it's so good, then it'll do the selling for you. Uh, how to nurture leads, how to get them warmed up to where they can go into business with you. Um, so understanding those basics of marketing, about where to go to and how to market. Another thing that I, I always mention, and I'm going to continue to mention this because this is something that um, it's a problem I've noticed with a lot of business owners. And this problem gets them stuck and they feel like there's no way out and they can't have a successful business and they close shop. And that is a lack of volume. You need to put in the time for marketing can't just do a little bit here and there. And when I go, when I go into, um, if I work with an owner and I do coaching for them and um, I build up their customers and I work with them, the first kind of come to Jesus, Jesus talk I give them is I tell them, this is not going to be 30 minutes once a week of marketing. You need to allocate time to put in hours and hours and hours of marketing every day. Um, Early in the morning, after hours, on weekends, you need to spend a lot of time applying marketing principles. Now, long term, you hire out a cheap assistant that you can teach to do this, but you need to learn to market yourself and you need to apply it yourself. And usually business owners, they don't have the money, they don't have the leverage um, with money they already have to hire out an assistant and just teach them. So they have to learn themselves, make the money from the marketing, and then they're in a good position to where they can train someone to do that for them. But the early days, you need to put in the sweat equity. And that is a threat to small town business owners, because if you don't know that or don't believe that, then you can have the greatest, you can understand exactly how to market. And if you implement it without the right volume, you're not going to have success. So the third threat to small town business owners, and I see this a lot too, is you base your price off the competition. This is an awful idea. Now, I get how conventional wisdom would make you think it's a good idea, but it's an awful idea because it's a race to the bottom. You know, you get cheaper than them, they get cheaper than you, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Um, you want to actually price yourself higher than your competition. It's better to be a business that's a Ritz-Carlton rather than a Hotel Six. 
real quick guys so you already know i don't do any ads and i don't sell anything on the podcast so the only ask i can ever have you guys is that you can help me spread the word so that we can help other small town business owners out there make more money feed their families and just have more of an impact on their communities the only way that we can do that is if you could rate review and even share the podcast so the single thing that i'd ask you to do is just to leave a review it just takes a couple seconds so much to you want to market quality not cheapness it's it because if you do that if you market quality instead of cheapness I can tell you from experience it's gonna be an easier a, a much easier business to run it's gonna be a better business for your customers more profits better experience for them you have money to make it a better product or better, better service. You won't have to work as hard. So don't price yourself the same as the competition. Price yourself more and learn to market. Um, so we have a um, another type of threat that you guys have. Um, and this is going to be um, something I see a lot with small town business owners is uh, it's a one-man band. So basically, you are the one-man band. You are the only person in the business. You do not delegate, and you run that business yourself forever. Um, and I'll tell you, my dad, you know, he's a small-town business owner. Um, that's how I kind of got that entrepreneurial gene. He has a vegetable farm and had a, a fruit stand on the side of the road, vegetable stand. And he did all the tractor work. He handled the money, handled everything. He hired some people, but he did everything basically himself to where the business needed him. He he did the, the in and out of the business. And this problem with that is that that's actually not a business. You're self-employed. And with that, it becomes lots of stress because you have to take on a lot of work, long hours. You're capped financially because you can't delegate out to grow. Um, and it's also, you know, very high risk. What if something happens to you? What if you get hurt? You won't be able to provide for your family. Your business won't run. Um, and that's not good. And even if, and I don't advise this, um, I advise keeping your business long term and, and handing it off as generational wealth. But if you wanted to sell that business, you wouldn't be able to do it. There's a, an accountant I was talking to. Uh, she, she had an accountant business in my small town. And... <laughs> She mentioned, you know, I, I really want to sell this business, but I just don't have any bites. And I asked her, she said, how long, I asked her how long she'd been doing it for. She said she's been trying to sell it for four years. And the first question I asked was, you know, are you the only accountant in there? Yes. So, <laughs> so who would ever think that that business is sellable? The minute she sells that business to somebody else, she's going to quit, and they won't have any accountants to actually do the business. won't make any money. So it's not a sellable business. So to get a true business, it needs to run without you. So that's that's going to be another threat. And um, so we went through a lack of marketing skills, and, and in that is kind of two, two threats. Lack of marketing skills when it comes to where to market and how to market. And then um, number three is lack of volume. Number four is um, basing your price off competition. Number five is being a one-man band. And number six, the biggest, one of the biggest threats to small-town businesses is a low population. 
Now, the solution to that, because it's a smaller area, is you need to have what I call omnipresence. You need to capture more of the market. You can't be lazy. You need to have marketing routes in all different directions. Um, and that's just a smart business move for people that have businesses in cities, too. You need to have more than one way to market. It protects you. If one of those routes dry up, platforms all the time will close or people will shift or um, you'll get a slap by Google if, if they think you're breaking um, you know, some of their standards, which can happen without you doing it. So omnipresence is the solution to low population to capture more of the market. But and I'm telling everybody this, being in a small town, I've helped people in cities grow their businesses, but being in a small town, it's um, people see it as a disadvantage because there's less people. But if you have omnipresence, there's less competition. The bar is lower. So if you learn to market, you will blow anyone there out of the water and you will have the entire market. It's like you'll be Superman because not no one around you will have the basic marketing skills. And um, as it turns out, just from what I've seen, there's all sorts of other advantages too. In a small town, the ad cost for paid ads, whether it's Google, Facebook, Bing, all that type of stuff, um, even newspapers, is it insanely low. So you can make so much money off that compared to a city where you have loads of competition. And it all, you know, looking at a small town, it does equal out because in a big city, there's smaller pieces of the pie because of the amount of competition. In a small town, you can dominate. So, the, um, and actually, you know, I'm going to give you guys a bonus one. I'm going to give you guys a bonus um, threat, one that you want to be the lookout for. Is business owners in small towns, they do not use their strength. I go into so many small town businesses and it's so impersonable. It's messy, it's dirty. The person, the person at the front desk doesn't even look at you in the eye. You'll send an email out to them, they don't respond. Um, if they have an ad, which is a big if, they probably won't, but if they have an ad, if you ask them a question on the ad, you'll never get a response. The true strength of a small town business of why I love them so much is because it it's a type of business that can be very profitable. You, I mean, after tax profit of $300,000, <laughs> you can do anything you want with that. So, so that's good. But when it comes to our niche, our superpower is building up that relationship, connecting with the community, being having that business being a living, breathing thing. That's going to be, it's going to cause all sorts of people to continue to do business with you, to tell all their friends, and your business will explode in your small town. So ways to do this is uh, marketing that connection. So uh, one thing I teach is how to post on Facebook. And one type of post I love is uniquely you post, which just forms that connection that much more and will convert a lot of people into customers. Um, also, if you have a physical space, make that make that uh, space and experience. When someone comes into your business, make it an experience. Like example, one of my brick and mortar businesses is a physical therapy business. When you come in, it's light blues and teals and, and all kinds of comforting colors. It's not the, the white sterile color you see with medical businesses. Um, I have a desk where the office manager is right there in front, the admin's there can see you looking in the eye. There's not a wall or glass door that separates you. We have scents that go all through the, um, 
the business of lavender that's calming. Um, we have hot chocolate in the winter. We have, um, you know, teas and coffees. My admin will ask them if they want any of that. Comfy chairs that they can sit in, relaxing music in the background, and um, admin that are trained to engage in the conversation, to remember what they told, remember their names. That's a sample of what you need to do. That's And it applies to every small business out there, not just the PT business. Um, and other simple things, know their name, keep in touch with them, listen to them through their emails or through their calls. If they reach back to you, reach back quickly. These are simple things that add to experience. Keep the place clean, keep the product good. And doing those things, your competition is not doing it. And that is your superpower at being a small town business. So that's it. That's the six or actually seven big threats in a small town businesses. Be aware of those. And in 2024, you guys are going to be more, uh, you're going to be happier. You're going to be excited and more profitable. Talk to you guys tomorrow.